Hello, everybody. My name is Goofnorton, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goofnorton Radio Show. It is the... Uh, I don't know what today is. I'm just going to pretend like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what day this is getting released, but hopefully it's a good day for all of you. Um, I'm sure it's a fine day for me. We had some good ones today. Like, I don't know what happened, but we had some good ones today on social media, and I have been... Man, I've been thinking about it, and I've been uh, kind of talking about it, because sometimes I talk out these episodes, I can't, like, obviously, this is this whole thing is me talking to myself, um, literally, it's all I'm doing right now is talking to myself and reading articles or reading posts and whatnot, you know, um, and, you know, I'm talking to you, to you guys, but you guys aren't here, so in reality, I'm pretty much talking to myself, which is whatever been doing it for like six years now so it's not really weird anymore it's been less and less weird as the years go on so after a while you're just kind of like okay whatever so today we had um uh, this this main post about what words of wisdom have always stuck with you and this post kind of it this is the post that really got me today and i figured why not start off with the I figured why not start off with what I enjoyed uh, the most from today. Hello, bird. And before we get into it, I did, uh, I must say this, that I got like a last, not like, oh yeah, kind of like a last look at the birds that I usually leave, you know, toss out seed for next to my car at work. I got like a last look at them. Um... And I, I must say that I'm going to miss feeding the birds here. And I will miss feeding the birds here because I don't know where I'm going to end up next after this job. Like, my my hopes and my aim is for, you know, um, hopefully working for a school, not as a teacher, but as a custodian. Because um, they make decent money, right? And the job is diverse enough just diverse enough to keep me uh, interested and to keep me moving. Because the whole point, the whole, you know, my, my, these are mainly what side jobs I, I would suggest as to me trying to get to uh, be a full-time podcaster, you know, um, content creator, basically podcast streams, music, gym streams, all that good stuff. Cause you know, it's the, that's the variety of content I want to do. I want to do music stuff, I want to do podcast stuff, and I want to do gym stuff. Um, and me, you know, still learning more about personal training and still, you know, studying because I always have to be studying when it comes to personal training because I never know enough, you know. And I'm trying to specialize in something, but we'll get to that later when that gets closer to happening uh, or at least after it happens. It doesn't really make a difference if I tell you now. Uh, well, it doesn't, like, make any sense for me to tell you now. So, but once some, what, what's, you know, once that actually goes through, um, and I finish that up, I will happily let you guys know so you can spread the word, um, and help me out a little bit, but yeah, I'm going to miss feeding the birds, man. I'm going to miss 
picking up the frogs. Like, I caught some frogs, man. Well, I've been catching toads. They're American toads. They're these small little, like, really nice toads. They're, they're, they can be fairly, um, I don't know, docile in your hands. They're fine to pick up. Their skin is fairly dry, so I don't necessarily feel as bad picking them up. Um, they do like humid, you know, climate and whatnot, but, um, it is fine to pick them up. They're fine to handle because I, you know, I, I have to learn about this stuff and know about this stuff and just in case I encounter one because American toads are the, the thing that I've encountered the most, you know, while living here, um, cause they're very common, you know, cause the, the, hence their name being the American toad cause they're very common. And they have such a wide, diverse range of where they live um, across the United States. So it's been, but those are those are like those are my favorites, I guess I could say, because they uh, they honestly pose for the they hold they they sit there long enough for me to take a picture. So those are my favorites, because I've tried to catch actual frogs. Some of them are very fast and slippery, of course, but toads tend to be a little bit more, eh. The one thing, the only one I've, like, obviously I don't want to interact with is probably a bullfrog because they can be a little bit aggressive. Um, and I'm, mm -mm, I'm not a fan. They don't, they, they don't get the name bullfrog for nothing. I'll tell you that. But let's get into this post. What words of wisdom have always stuck with you? Uh, first person says, the grass is greener where you take care of it. Yes. The grass isn't greener on the other side. It's green where you water it so this that was the second uh, edition uh but honestly honestly this is so freaking true grass is not always greener on the other side the grass your grass could be green if you just took care of it and appreciated it and you know and and, and honestly spent enough time with it that's why you see somebody else's grass being greener because you see somebody else putting in the work necessary to make that grass green, you know, or you're watching somebody, you know, have that spray, that, that, that green spray that they spray over their grass to make it look greener, you know, that stuff, hilarious. I didn't hear about that stuff till I started doing law, till I worked for the lawn care company. I was like, wait, people do that? Because we didn't do it for people, but people... I've seen a few people do that, and they were like, yeah, that was pointed out to me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, you can spray that stuff on your lawn, and it makes your lawn look green. It doesn't actually change its health, but it just makes your lawn look green. But yeah, like you could see people, like you could have people that are doing that. You wouldn't know it, because all you just see is like, oh, this, this is greener than where I am. Your grass would be green and healthy and would grow strong if you just took care of it watered it daily, fertilized it correctly, you know, you spent time, you know, taking care of it. And all seasons, because for those of you who don't know, during the summertime, at least here in the States, right, in states that actually have four seasons, because <laughs> there are areas that really don't have four seasons, they have like heat and slightly less heat <laughs> with some states. Um, but in the summertime, particularly if you live in an area where you know you have winter and, and autumn and spring, during the summertime you're supposed to not cut your grass super low. You're supposed to leave it kind of high because with the heat and the lack of um, 
rain, right? Rain is usually more bountiful in the springtime. Uh, but with the lack of rain, the heat can really damage the grass if it's too low to the ground, too low to the surface. So keeping it tall allows that you know grass to really flourish and allow it to stay green through the hottest parts of the summer. Um, there's more science to that, but that's the most that I remember until I look up something. Um, but yeah, just take care of where you, like take care of what you have, and you will at some point be blessed with more. Is pretty much how that goes. If you're always jealous and envious of what everybody else has, you're never really going to have anything better because you're going to just be wasting your time and letting your grass, what you have, where you are, die. And then you're going to be always, then you're going to be ever more jealous and ever more envious of what other somebody else has because you didn't take care of what you already had. Um, somebody says, if you punish them for telling the truth, you teach them to lie. Uh, other person says, I've always told my kids, if you lie to me, you'll get in trouble twice. Once for what you did, and once for lying about it. Just be honest and answer up for what you did. Hopefully, it'll teach them there is always a consequence for your action, but it'll always be worse if you lie about your actions. Um, and that's important. That's an important lesson for kids to learn. Is that because with lies, like when you tell, you don't. It's not just telling one lie. You know, when you tell one lie, you got to tell like twenty other lies to keep up with the original lie to make the original lie make sense. And to make sure it's it stays, you know, um, it stays current and updated, you know, it fits the situation for which you had to lie for. Like you always have to tell more lies to cover up, you know, your original lie. That's crazy how that works too, because you just tell the truth and like, hey, this is it, this is the facts, you know. It's a lot easier, honestly, if you just tell the truth and accept the punishment. Like, I've, I've, I've done that. I've been there on the other. I've been on both sides of the coin. And the truth side is much easier. Much, much easier to deal with. Because it's like, just be honest up front and be an adult and accept the fact that you effed up, you messed up, you did something wrong, right? And move on with it. Take the lesson, learn from it, and move on with it. Don't lie about it. Lying is just not the way to go. It really isn't. It's just, it's not, it's not a good thing not a good thing to do. Uh, somebody else says you can be the ripest, yummiest, juicy, juiciest peach. And there will all, there will still be people in the world who don't like peaches. Yes. You can be the, you could be the, 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 the best, the best you, you could possibly be. And there's always plenty of people who don't like you. Um, so don't worry about, you know, who doesn't like you. Focus on those who do, you know? I'm not saying, you know, completely disregard, you know, your your quote-unquote enemies. Just because somebody doesn't like you doesn't make them your enemies, why I said quote-unquote. But, you know, people who don't like you, whatever, like, don't disregard them as people, but don't take what they say about you, you know, any judgment they make about you and make known to you very seriously. Don't take that to heart because I'm like, they, you know they don't like you. So, of course, they're going to be the ones you know looking for something negative on a you know on a bias from a biased standpoint you know so your wound is probably not your fault but healing is your responsibility 100% uh, another person adds further to this if you don't heal your wounds you're going to bleed on people who didn't cut you yes absolutely absolutely 
Absolutely. That, 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 that heavily applies to relationships. Uh, French, you know, platonic or intimate, especially intimate relationships, because a lot of people don't go through, uh, you know, healing and they end up hurting those who were the ones that were patient, the ones that were right for them, the ones that would be there through thick and thin, um, because they were just, because at some point, yeah, it just becomes too much at some point. I don't blame anyone who's ever left someone who's been like that to them. They didn't bother healing any wounds or whatnot because they just thought, oh, my significant other is just going to make me feel better and just completely forget about it. Like, no, those wounds still exist. You know, I could cut my arm right now on a piece of glass or, uh, you know, whatever, and just pretend like it didn't happen and forget about it, you know, move on and forget about it. But the cut's still going to be there, you know, and it could get infected and get much worse. And it caused me to lose an arm, possibly, if it gets infected enough. You know, I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You hear what I'm saying. So you really need to get healing. Healing is your responsibility. doesn't matter who caused the trauma. Well, it kind of does, but it, it matters more that you get healed, that you, you take time to heal. Uh, somebody else says, your scars aren't proof that you're broken. They're proof that you've healed. Yes. Scars are signs of that, oh, hey, this cut is no longer open. This wound has closed itself finally and now it's just there's just nothing left but a scar a scar is a reminder that at one point there was something there that was hurting but now it's it's fine you know we can move on and just be more careful not to reopen that in the same scenario or even a similar scenario i love these man i love these failure is not the opposite of success it is part of it yes you cannot succeed without failing I, I, I believe that. I believe you cannot truly succeed in life without failing a few times because we need failure to teach us what not to do. You know, we need failure to teach us, um, you know, how to really handle when things don't go our way because life is all about that kind of stuff. Things aren't always going to go your way, you're not always going to be right. You're not always going to be successful, you know, um, but failure is a very important part because we really, we really do learn a lot of how to, uh, we learn a lot about ourselves and what we can handle, but we also learn just how to deal with failure. We learn how to deal with things that just don't go our way. It's, uh, success and failure are, you know, they go hand in hand, like PB and J having one without the other is kind of hard kind of hard well okay not like pb and j because you can have peanut because people like peanut butter sandwiches and i'm i'm i can't i can't say i can't do that i'm sure there's somebody out there who likes jelly sandwiches which is that one's a little bit wrong that that's a lot wrong i, I can't if you're a jelly sandwich kind of person out there i'm gonna need you to i'm gonna get a restraining order against you <laughs> i can't have you in, in close proximity to me or my voice uh i need you to just like get a good you know few meters away from my voice i don't know social distance stay away <laughs> um but we do need we do need failure failure is very important to learn to you know learn to you know adopt adapt adapt, adapt. 
to different situations um, and to strengthen us and to make us wiser. Because without failure, we really don't become wiser. Because if something works the first time, then, you know, it's successful, then why would we ever change it? If something doesn't work the first time, we make it, we make it change until it does work. We make changes. We, we adapt. We pivot until it, something does work. And then we've learned from all those times of failure that, oh, hey, this works. You could even take some parts of the failure and use it and kind of compile it to make something successful. That's what we do with failure. Ugh. So let's see. What's another one? People are not against you. They are for themselves. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't actually get a chance to read that one. I. Uh, that's interesting to me. People are not against you. They are for themselves, which I. I guess is kind of true because every time you find somebody hating on the internet or hating in real life, like it's because they themselves probably have failed in that area, or they themselves secretly desire to be in that area. Obviously, they won't tell anybody because that would expose, you know their reasoning for hate, their real reasoning for hate, um, and would make them super vulnerable. And of course, nobody in that situation wants to be vulnerable. They want to be seen dominant and like, they really just like, Oh, you know, make them make you feel really terrible. But well, I'll be honest, like, yeah, usually that's the reason why people hate on you so much is because you've got something that they don't have and that they wanted or that they want and they don't want you to have it because I'm like, man, I don't have that. Why the, Why you? Why should you have it, you know? That's why we see, you know, older people hating on youth for being successful and and um, being wise and, and, you know, growing their own businesses and whatnot. It's uh, it's crazy. Jealousy, man, jealousy and envy and envy go go too far and take people too far. But, yeah. It's because this this life isn't a competition again. It's not. It's not a competition. Life it just isn't a competition. Uh, that's just that's the truth, um, and that will never not be true. Life is not a competition. I wasn't born just to compete against somebody else and to be more successful than them. No, like the like this is no. This is not how life. That's not how life works at all. And if anybody ever makes it makes life seem like a competition, they're wrong, and you need to not listen to them so much like you need to really take what they say and let it go in one ear and out the other but life is not a competition uh, against other people life is a competition with yourself like that that that's a that's a thing that could be you know true always trying to do better than you did yesterday you know that's for self-improvement as long as it doesn't get toxic and you start hating yourself like that's not cool but as long as you're if you're striving for success in a healthy way trying to be better than yourself yesterday in a healthy way, then it's all good. Just because we don't have anything important to talk about doesn't mean the time we spend together isn't meaningful. I found this out when I came home from college to hang out with my brother. We wanted to make up for lost time and spend every minute together, but we ran out of things to talk about pretty quickly. It turns out walking down the street and catching Pokemon is just as fulfilling as a deep conversation, uh, as deep as fulfilling as having a deep conversation all that matters was that we were spending time with one another yes 
You don't need deep conversations to really prove that you like you care for each other, that you love each other, that you, you know, that you are meaningful to each other and, and in each other's lives. Like not having conversation is literally just as powerful and is just as serious as, you know, having conversation. Um, and to go off on a, like a side tangent, I guess, I never understood the ladies out, out there that that always wanted, you know, a guy to have a deep conversation with. Like that always, that was like a requirement always. If we just can't just have a deep conversation, you know, and it ain't it. Like that was the, like that was like one of the requirements. Like if you can't have a deep conversation, you know, and it's not just like one time or occasionally, like it's like all the freaking time you want conversation. It's like, okay. And I guess to each his own, right? I'm not I'm like, I'm saying I never understood him. You know, this is, it's not a bash or anything, but it's just an honest statement. Like I never understood him. I never understood that. Uh, Cause I'm like, I'm not a talker. I'm not, I find it meaningful to just spend time with a person, spend time enjoying their presence. Um, and so you can enjoy your, like if you can, if that's what's healthy for both of you and you don't feel like it's forced, because I feel like some days with that kind of, you know, attitude, you may have to force yourself to have a deep conversation some days. And some days you you shouldn't, you really shouldn't feel forced to speak words. Um, and that was, you know, that, that's for me, that's, that's an issue. If you have to force your significant other, like you have to quote unquote force your significant, you know, force your significant other to say something, um, you know, when, when you're the one who wanted deep conversations, but that's the other thing, right? If you want deep conversations, then you should be able to come up with the topics and you shouldn't be relying on someone else all the time. Like you should be able to say something and that would, uh, really strike someone and make them ponder, you know, make them really wonder and send them into deep thought. So that way they can produce, you know, a, a good, uh, conversation and what, whatever you would declare a meaningful conversation, you know? So I don't know. I, I never understood that. Like, obviously it's not my thing. I'm more of an introvert and I do enjoy people's presence just by being silent and being around them. I don't need to, to, to speak out loud and have a deep conversation with you. If I want to enjoy your presence, I'll sit there and just be quiet. And I won't have like a big smile on my face or anything. I'll just be slight. I'll just be in my mind. I'll be thinking a lot, but that doesn't mean I need to say it. Like uh, saying the important words, like, you know, I appreciate you for being here saying a simple thanks. That's all I need to say. I don't really need to say everything that's on my mind. I can keep some things in my mind and that's perfectly fine. That's not unhealthy, nor is it a failure to communicate. Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to communicate. If I was trying to communicate and I kept getting choked up on words and whatnot, you know, that's probably something emotional going on, but, or may just maybe, you know, a, a brain issue, like an actual brain issue where I can't get my words out. But otherwise, you know, this is just, uh, I don't know. This is, this is mostly just a bunch of, I'd say it's mostly for me on my side, right? For, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of a bunch of nonsense to try to really force somebody into a conversation they don't want to have. Cause they said deep conversations. They didn't mean they didn't say serious as in 
you know, talking about relationship stuff, money, you know, financial stuff, living situations, marriage, like that kind of stuff. No, no, no. They just said deep conversations. Because I know some people say deep conversations about space, deep conversations about life and, and, and whatnot. And in the teenager sense, what a deep conversation would be is what I'm picturing in my head because that's, that's all I can really think of. Because that's all that it seems to be sometimes for people. It's like you don't need to ponder life all the time to have a meaningful relationship. You can just sit there and enjoy each other's presence. Because at some point in time, there are, I think every couple has gone through it, where there are times where you just don't have words. You don't have anything to say. You can run out of things to say, and that's fine. You don't need endless talk, 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 talk. And you shouldn't need endless talk, 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 talk to be comfortable around each other. I do think every couple should have and to and should be able to enjoy moments of silence because the life is noisy enough the outside world is noisy enough our jobs our schools you know it's all noisy social media very noisy our homes and our significant others you know where where we reside should be we should be able to get away from the noise and deal with some quiet time everybody needs quiet time every now and then even the most extroverted extroverts need some quiet time every now and then it's very important that we have that you know and sometimes for the most extroverted extroverts the only quiet time they really get is when they're you know passed out sleeping um but everybody needs some quiet time. Everybody really does need some quiet time. You know, I enjoy it a lot more than others do, and I and I know that, right? I recognize that. Um, and that's that's how me and the lady are. We we just sometimes can sit there and not say a freaking thing, and we're totally fine. And I know we're not every couple on the planet, you know. But that's just what that's what just what works for us. We're you know, and I'm glad that she's like that because I'm like she doesn't force me to have a conversation if I don't want to. You know, if it's something like, obviously, I don't ignore serious conversations, but we don't really have deep conversations all that often. It doesn't mean the relationship's fake. It just means we don't feel the need to compensate for silence and that we're comfortable with silence. That we're comfortable not just saying anything. We're comfortable sitting next to each other and just chilling. You know, we're totally fine. Now, every now and then I will say something. Every now and then she'll say something, bring something up. You know, it's kind of a healthy dose of that, but it's never really a super long or we never really have super long or deep conversations. We have serious conversations like talking about life and, and our future. But other than that, that's as far as a, as a conversation will go, you know, um, unless I'm teaching her about something. So, but that's just me, you know, again, that's just me. I just, I find that interesting. But yeah, spend time, like, it's okay to spend time with, with your buddies, with your siblings, with your friends, with your significant other, and just not say anything. And it's okay to acknowledge it. Like, man, I like that we don't have to talk to each other all that often to really enjoy our time together. You know? Because that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice thing. Somebody says, the difference between expectations and reality is disappointment, and sometimes annoyance slash anger. So when you are feeling disappointed, take a step back and ask the following questions. Were my expectations too high? And uh, in parentheses, he says, am I, the, am I the problem? Which is typical, which is the typical root cause. Um, sorry, typically the root cause. The second question is, were the situations not what I expect? Was my original view slash assumptions wrong? 
Um, did the other party try? Did the other party even know the expectations? Did the other party have the same standards? And the last question is, could I have, could I have done something so the other party could have met the expectation, a.k.a. communicate? Yes. Fucking yes. This applies to your work environment. This applies to your platonic relationships, all your friendships. It applies to, you know, uh, any relationships you have whatsoever. Literally any relationships you have whatsoever. Work-related, non-work-related, again, platonic, intimate. You cannot have expectations fulfilled and then be mad. You can't have, you know, your expectations, your, your, your expectations not fulfilled and be mad about it if you never communicated anything in the fucking first place if you never communicated it don't get mad because you didn't do the most important part when it comes to setting an expectation and when it comes to setting a certain sort of standard is to communicate it if the army never told me what the standard was and i never met it they couldn't get mad at me they could they probably would government whatever <laughs> they couldn't get, but they couldn't get mad at me and I could easily defend my case saying you never communicated what the standard was if they never told us what the standard haircut was I would be out walking out with an afro and I'd be like hey you guys never told me that this wasn't allowed you never told me what the standard was you know you didn't tell me we had to have our haircut at least low you know no more than an inch off of our heads like you, you couldn't you know, if, if in a relationship, I never told my significant other that, hey, you know, when I come home, uh, if you're here, you know, I would, you know, I'd like a hug. You know, I'd like you to hug me as soon as I walk in the door. You know, um, and I could have that expectation, but never communicate it to, to the lady. And every time I come home, if she doesn't hug me and I get upset, I have to go back and think to myself, you, you have to go back and think to yourself like, oh, man. Well, why isn't she hugging me? Why isn't she giving me the affection I desire? Because I never communicated that I wanted that affection in the first place. Because you've got to understand the other person's point. You know, you got to understand the other the, the the way that the other person thinks and is possibly thinking. You know, they may not be. They may be trying to not overstep any boundaries and being too affectionate towards you because they don't know how you'll handle it because you never communicated in the first place how you wanted to be treated. You know, there is that level. There is that, you know, flat-out level, I believe, that every, you know, every, uh, you know, guy and girl in a relationship should be how, you know, how you should treat them, obviously, being a gentleman, being a lady, blah, 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 being courteous of, of boundaries and whatnot. But there's also that gray space sometimes of things like that, where affection, levels of affection, like, what do you want? You have to communicate that. You have to, you know, I, because I've, I'm, and I'm freaking guilty of doing that, too. I've done that to myself in my own life and then to the lady as well with something I have already forgotten. It was just in my head and I just like that forgot it. Um, but we've, it's something we probably, we've definitely talked about before, I'm sure. Um, but it's something I, I've had to work on myself and it's something we've, 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 we've had to work on together because it's like, we can't do this to ourselves, you know? And I tell her to check me on stuff like that. Like, um, and pretty much anything I, I, you know, I do wrong, like, but, you know, that's, that's something that you can really, you should really be communicating to, and it, the friendships as well, like, hey, you know, if you have expectations for your friendships, that's fine, it's, it's okay to have expectations and whatnot, it's not wrong to have expectations in life, 
And for all the young people out there listening to this podcast, if you've not been in a relationship yet, or if you have been in past relationships that didn't work, was that the reason why it didn't work? Because somebody didn't communicate their expectations? Because you can't expect somebody to take you out on fancy dates all the time if you never tell them, hey, you know, I would really like it and I would really enjoy it if we went out on fancy dates every now and then, you know? Like, because not every guy thinks about that stuff, you know? You've got to lay some expectations down, ladies. He's not just going to do it because you, tele- you know, they don't, we don't have telepathy. We can't, we can't read your freaking mind. Say what you want to say. Say your expectations. If you're afraid it's going to drive him away, you guys can communicate and talk things out. It's okay to have expectations. Guys, you do the same thing sometimes, too. Sometimes, some of you out there do the same thing, too. It is okay for us to tell the ladies how we feel and what we expect in the relationship from the significant other. What's going to make you feel loved? Because we all have our different love languages and we all need to be loved in different ways. Well, the expectations can be set early on. And even now, even if you're like a few years into your relationship and you're like, well, man, we haven't really been doing this and I felt our relationship being rocky, you know, maybe this is what we needed. Sometimes it's something as simple as that, you know. And some simple stuff like that can really help, really help you guys realign, refocus, and, you know, get back to loving each other how you should. Like, I, I, I really hate seeing couples, you know, go through struggle, struggles because they don't communicate what each other, what they want from each other, you know. So, it's, it's important that, and sometimes it's what they need. It's like, hey... You know, I'd appreciate it if you would do this, X and X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't know that you wanted me to do that. I appreciate you for telling me. I will do X, Y, I will do my best to fulfill that. And don't expect it to be fulfilled right away. Some things take a little bit of time to, to get into the routine of doing, right? Um, and sometimes we mess up because we're so used to doing things one way. I mean, we as in people, I'm not just saying we as in guys, but ladies, like, trust me, you ain't getting off scot-free on this show. I don't, uh-uh. I'm equal. I'm all about equality here. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about equality here. Everybody gets hit. Everybody gets hit. You know? But I do find, uh, maybe it's just social media that does that, but it points out, it definitely exposes a lot of ladies that do that. It's like, that 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 have those, those expectations but are never communicated. It's like, you have to communicate that stuff because... We can't fulfill your, your, your wants, you know, if you never say anything to us. We can't do that. We're not mind readers. We're not going to be mind readers. And so many women have lost out on relationships and have let relationships just fall apart because of stuff like that. Because they couldn't see why he wasn't, you know, doing this. The man that you're with could be your dream man Have you had you just, you know, talked out what your expectations were. You realize, like, relationships take communication and work. Communication especially is, is like a good foundation. It's one, of those, it's one of those founding pillars of a relationship. Like, it, it really is. If you don't have communication, you, your relationship is going to suffer a lot. A lot. You know? So you need to communicate what you expect from the other person in the relationship. If the, like, and again, if, if the expectations are too high for the other person, then guess what? Worst comes to worst, they'll just leave, you know? And sometimes you have to check yourself 
and to see are your expectations realistic. Because if you're asking for a fancy date at a five-star restaurant every weekend and neither of you are making more than like $20 an hour, you should lower your expectations. Like you should really lower your expectations because what you're expecting is nearly impossible. Because if neither of you are making six figures and you neither of you have the uh, uh, disposable income to afford a five-star restaurant every weekend, yeah, no. You need to lower your expectations and see, is this realistic? Is this going to hurt us? You know, how could we possibly achieve this? Now, if you said, at some point in my life, I want to spend a year, just a year, going to five-star restaurants, you know, in our area, you know, all over our state for a year, every weekend or every month, once a month, you know, that's more realistic. You could save up for that and eventually get to there, you know, get to that point, you know, but sometimes you guys set too high of expectations. Everybody, not everybody, well, everybody on both, like as in both sides, not just, you know. But guys, girls, both sometimes set some crazy expectations, you know. Like, oh, I expect him to cuddle me, you know, when I'm feeling bad. Sometimes you got to say that. It's like, hey, when I'm feeling bad, it would, you know, I, I would appreciate it if you hold me. Okay. Sometimes it's something as simple as that, and they will just be like, oh, okay. Because, like, I'm going to tell you, ladies, as, as, as a guy, sometimes we are confused on how you want us to treat you in certain situations, you know, because we've been exposed to social media, stuff like that, which where some girls are very crazy. And if you do treat them a certain way, sometimes that they deem like not cool, it's like, oh, okay. Because some girls don't have a love language. They don't, their, their, their top love language isn't physical affection. They really don't like to cuddle. Right? So we don't know. You never told us what your love language is. You never told us what would make you feel the most loved. Stuff like that needs to be communicated. You need to find out what your love languages are and start treating each other that way. Because I guarantee you it's going to improve your relationship tenfold because you're going to finally start feeling very fulfilled and very loved in your relationship. You know, same thing goes with friendships too. You know, you have a friend that likes physical touch, give him a hug every now and then. You know, Shake their hand. <laughs> I don't freaking know if shaking hands is, will, will help them feel love, but give them a hug, you know? Give them a hug. Give them a high five, you know? It's, uh, you know, you can do all kinds of stuff. You got a friend that, whether they're, they're uh, a friend or, like, these work for, again, platonic relationships and intimate relationships. So either way, you can, because even with, it even works with parent and child relationships as well. Because parents should be loving their children according to the children's love language, not because not just the way the parent thinks they should love their child. Because I know my child, I know how to love them. I made them. Nope. They develop their own love. They develop their own uh, love language, and it usually is separate from them. Sometimes it could be the same, but you don't know because you've never done the research. You can you can simply take tests online that are fairly accurate, honestly accurate because mine was fairly accurate too. <laughs> um, and uh, the ladies was, I don't know, the ladies was interesting because it, it changed, but I don't, I, in my heart, I kind of think that's exactly what it was in the first place. But because of the scenarios um, that she has experienced in life, it, it, it changed to adapt to 
you know, suffice for the time being. But when I came around, suddenly it changed. I'm like, huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, sure. So I, so I, in my heart, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I brought out what was already there, but was kind of belittled and maybe not, you know, it wasn't fed. So eventually it changes to something that does get fed to accommodate, you know, for a lack of whatever. <sighs> okay. I think that's, I think that's enough. I think we did, I think we did pretty good. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, this podcast, actually, no, this is Monday. I forgot this is Monday's episode because I don't know if I'm back yet or not. But either way, this is going up. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Hopefully you guys enjoy, because um, this is, yeah, this is August now. Shoot, it is August. So yeah, so hopefully you guys are enjoying this month and hopefully you guys have had a good July. Um, and when I get uh, fully back, I will absolutely uh, get back to doing the content creation a little bit more steadily and whatnot. And try to do streams, you know, during the week as well. Because I'm trying to figure out when would be best for me to stream because I, you know, I am awake and alert at night, so my brain creatively is more available at night after work um, and after the gym or on the nights that I don't go to the gym. It's just after work. Um, but I could also, you know, if I needed to squeeze in, you know, a stream in the morning time, I could do that a couple times a week. Because sometimes I am, I am like, absolutely awake even though I, you know, sleep mostly during the day, sometimes I'm awake early, like 8, 9, 10 a.m. before I decide to go back to sleep before work. So I will put some polls out in Discord and on Twitter so people can tell me when they would be most likely available to watch a stream from me. Because I want to start, you know, considering you guys more. Because I do already, because I mostly consider my schedule, obviously, I have to. I can't just be like, put a poll up and, you know, if I'm working during the hour of six o'clock, I can't put up, put that on the poll and be like, well, when would you guys like me to stream? 6 p.m.? And have people vote for 6 p.m. and like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't stream that. I, I work. That's stupid. Uh, <laughs> so I like to give you guys viable options and stuff that I'd actually be willing and able to do. Because there are some, you know, and because I, I want to be as consistent as possible because there are some mornings where I'm like, nope, I don't want to be awake right now. I want to go right back to sleep. Because um, the idea is I, 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 can't have my, I can't have caffeine in the morning because I'll be awake for too long and I like to get a nap in before I go to work because um, I am a night owl. So I like to sleep and, you know, take care of that stuff before work. So... But after work, I really don't care because I'm, I'm up anyway. So I don't, what's another dose of caffeine? It's not really going to hurt me too much. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how things go and see what I can offer you guys in terms of content. Because gym streams, like I've said before, are on hold because Twitch Mobile sucks. And it literally doesn't download on my main phone anymore, which is what I stream from. Because this is the phone that I use. This is the phone that has the mobile data that I use to stream can't use it because Twitch doesn't download. And also, when Twitch was on my phone, I literally couldn't stream from it at, after some point. It would literally forever be loading the stream, and so I could never actually stream. Um, so it would never start 
It would just be like, loading, loading, okay. But it would never start, and I was really pissed off by that. Um, you also got, like, the fact that, because I also tried updating it, you know, because I was like, oh, sometimes, because sometimes just a simple uninstall and reinstall will fix the situation. Sometimes you just need to update things. There was no update available. It was the latest updated version. So now it doesn't download back on my phone, even though I've made a lot of space for it and deleted a ton of other freaking apps. Not even a ton. I don't have a ton of apps that I can delete. There are just a few apps that I could actually go through and delete. Um... Because a lot of this stuff on my phone, I, I, it's on my phone because I use it. I don't keep useless apps. Stuff like Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, I don't keep those apps on my phone because I can just do it in the browser, look in the browser, and if I want to go on any of those sites, I don't go on anything but, well, not Snapchat, but um, I don't use Snapchat anymore. But Twitter is the only thing I look at, and I don't even need the Twitter app on my phone. You know, just go use it through the, use it through the browser, and if the browser's cache gets too full, just empty the, you just delete the cache, you know? I do that every now and then. I make sure I clear that. I don't clear out the data because I have, like, um, ah, what is it? <sighs> Autofill for, like, searches and stuff like that. If I need to remember a search and I don't remember what I searched and I can just type in a couple letters and it remembers websites, like, that I've typed in recently and stuff like that, that stuff sometimes will get cleared if I clear the data. I don't want to, I don't want, like, a... <laughs> I want to clear out the data because I'm like, I want to, because sometimes like, man, I type in a website once and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I should save that for later. And I forget to bookmark it because I'm an idiot sometimes. Uh, so then I go back to try to search it up and I'm like, what was that site again? And the autofill um, helps that. It really helps that a lot for the search engine and whatnot. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, freaking, man. I, like it just it, it, it like it really pisses me off because I enjoy working out in front of you guys I really do like it's a fun thing because it, it helps motivate me because there's people there you know um, and that gives me another reason to do the thing because you know as I am now I'm you know I'm fairly fit like I could stop working out for a couple weeks and still be fine you know but sometimes we you know we just need different motivations at this point in my life I have very few motivations to to be fit because you know I'm, I'm leaving I'm retiring from the military soon enough so that's one less reason to stay fit you know not having kids just yet really yet and yet, not having kids anytime soon like <laughs> just, they're just not coming soon the kids aren't happening happening anytime soon um, so at this point it's just like where's my motivation to stay fit I don't, I don't go to that, like, I don't need outside validation from anybody to, like, to say, like, oh, your body looks good. Like, first of all, in a relationship, and second of all, you know, it doesn't really matter to her too much how I look. So, you know, again, no, like, there's no reason there. So it's like finding the motivation sometimes can be really hard. Working out for Instagram, working out for you guys on Twitch, that works sometimes. Sometimes it's literally all I need to get through a workout. Because otherwise, I'm just in the gym lifting heavy for a few PRs every now and then, which that takes time. Um, and getting there sometimes can be a challenge. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I just I want more content to be available for you guys, mostly between, you know, podcast, YouTube, and music, and all that skin, that stuff. Because I know Instagram is kind of like a, eh, whatever. It's not necessarily like a... Um, a main thing for a lot of you guys. Some of you guys go over there. A lot of you guys don't. That's fine. I don't really care. But I really just want to 
to have more stuff available for you guys to be able to watch, listen to, and to enjoy. And I mean, like, like the podcast, the music, and the workout stuff. That's three things right there. That should be three things I should be able to do. But one of those things I can't really do, and the other one of those things, which is music, takes forever sometimes to make. Because I can't just pop out music every week. I'm not one of these content creators out here who can just pop out music, you know, out of the, out of the left side of my head. Just out of nothing, you know, and just post it immediately. Like, sometimes it takes me days. Sometimes it takes me weeks, months to make a song. And for me, I want to release albums. If I want to release a single, it may be from an album, or it may just be something on its own. But those are, again, far and few in between. So, it's a freaking struggle, man. I just, like, I just want to do content more often. I, I, gaming, gaming streams are out of the question for right now, because Wi-Fi is trash. I would, like, I literally would have tried to do uh, some stuff through... Uh, using my mobile data, like, because I have a hotspot, and I'm like, well, I get fairly good signal out here, you know, so maybe that'll help, because when I stream the podcast, obviously, it's it, the it's less hefty on the signal on my uh, Wi-Fi and whatnot, because I'm only showing the banner for the show. I'm not showing any moving images or anything like that, so it's a lot less to process. It's just like, oh, here's this one image and audio, so that's a lot easier to process and that's a lot easier of that's you know it's a lot less data to send than a you know a game that's in high def or whatever but at a very specific quality you know it like I, it just doesn't work man and i guess that's part of the other issue with me leaving the army is that i don't have any time for you know because i would usually do the monthly stream the game month, monthly gaming stream i love those streams the monthly gaming stream where i get to play games in a hotel room i don't have a reason to really get hotel rooms anymore because like when i'm like i'm not going anywhere i'm staying at home i'm gonna be literally staying at home a lot more now it's kind of it's gonna be weird but i'll get used to it but i gotta let you guys go because i gotta get some stuff done before I uh, leave today. So thank you everybody so much for listening. I appreciate you. Remember, love is patient and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.